Hey everybody, thank you so much for checking out today's episode of Coming Up In My Sneakers. Today we have Astrid Sedgwick, who is a model, makeup artist, stylist, and she's best known for being, in my opinion, walking art at industry events. And she's also at every fashion industry event as well. Um, and when you walk into one of these events, you see Astrid because she's literally a piece of art in the best way possible. So welcome, Astrid. Hello. <laughs> Pleasure to be here. That's such an intro. You built me up so much. <laughs> I got to live up to that, man. You do already. <laughs> ah. Um, okay, so we're going to just jump right into your come up story. And it's funny because I do know you, but like really only from like I see you at events all the time, but I've never actually like sat with you and gotten to know you. So I'm super excited. Mm -hmm. um, and let's start off with where you were born. Atlanta, Georgia. Come on, actually. Oh, yeah. I, I did there. not know that. I lived there for 10 years. and uh, So you're technically American or do you have dual citizenship? Not yet. I should, like for all intents and purposes. I just haven't gotten around to taking the test yet. I'm kind of afraid so, of the test. Are you American then, I guess? Yeah. You're born. Oh my God, that's know, crazy. Right? Oh, so yeah. do you have OHIP? Sorry, now I have all these <laughs> questions. Um, what's that again? Then you probably don't. If you go to a hospital, do you have to pay? Oh, no, I don't think so. I'm a permanent resident. Okay, then you would have So it. I get most of the perks okay. and whatnot. Okay, sorry. I'm just jumping around everywhere. I had no idea you were born in Atlanta. Um, so sorry, you were saying you both you um, born there and you lived there for ten years. Mm -hmm. The first ten years of my life, yes. Excellent. And then I moved here in grade five, and I'm so happy I did because the area that I grew up was not very city like. It was kind of like on the outskirts of Atlanta, and I am such a city person that I feel like if I had never moved to a city, I would just be the most miserable person alive. So I'm very thankful to my mom for getting married and moving up here and bringing <laughs> me at 10 years old. Yeah, I can't picture you being in like an Atlanta setting in like the more of the suburbs or anything. You were like a pure city girl. Oh yeah, thank God I'm not there at the moment. So that's what happened. Your mom got, I guess, like married or remarried and then to somebody obviously who was Canadian, I'm assuming. Mm -hmm. And then you guys all moved up here. Oh my gosh. So what, what what were like when your mom was like, hey, guess what? We're moving to Canada. Were you like, holy shit? Or how, was, how did you react? Yeah. I mean, um, I wasn't actually excited to move. Um, I really... Like, when you grow up in the States, especially in the South, there's kind of, like, it's ingrained into you from a very young age that the States is the greatest place on the face of the earth. And I was kind of brainwashed in a bit from that, so I was really sad to leave. And it was just kind of bizarre because I didn't really know anything about politics because I was so young. But for some reason, I thought that America was the greatest country in the world. And um, I was also sad to leave my family and friends, but... I still, I'm very happy that I live here now as opposed to there, especially in the current climate. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, I got over it. So that's good. Yeah, that's good. And it's, I mean, it's easy enough, I guess, when you're 10 years old, but it's also difficult because that's the only life you ever knew. So I can imagine it being like a bit of both. Yeah. Plus when you're 10, like everything is the most dramatic thing on the face of the planet. So it was yeah. like the end of the world when I moved here. Yeah, but for sure. Now I have some more perspective and I still get to visit my family, which is pretty nice, but I don't usually want to leave Toronto to go back down to Hickville. So I try to stay here as much as I can. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, okay. And then what part of Toronto did you move to uh, when you moved here? I actually currently still live in Etobicoke. 
So oh, nice. And that was the place that you moved to when you were 10? Yes. Oh, okay, cool. So it's, like, not directly downtown, but it's still on it's the Toronto. subway line. Yeah. yeah. Like, I've always been around a station, mm-hmm. and I'm just kind of used to the mission now to get downtown. Like, I don't really mind traveling on the TTC because I've been doing it for 10 years to get anywhere. Yeah. I went to high school um, at a place called Inglenook, which is an alternative school, and it's in a really old house, like, by Sackville and... I don't know. It's like by Broadview or something. Okay. And uh, so every morning... Hold on. What is an alternative school? An alternative school is uh, a lot more laid back and relaxed and a lot smaller than a normal high school. Is it like a private school? Not necessarily. It's more for kids who are struggling at high school for like any reason, whether it's like just with grades or with mental health reasons or anything like that. Uh, they The alternative school is... Like the one that I went to is a lot more, a lot more arts based. Okay. So like any class that I took, I could hand in a final project that was arts related and it would count, which oh. was pretty good because I am not good at math or science. So uh, being able to incorporate arts into that really helped me have a better experience than I normally would at a normal high school. That's amazing. I actually didn't even know that there was, I mean, I'm, I do know of a few places like that in Toronto, but I didn't know there was like a full blown high school that was like that. Oh, how many, do you know how many kids went there? There's nine schools in total. The one that I wow. was at had about 60 kids enrolled, but about 20 would show up at, <laughs> at any given day. It was like very lax in the sense that you could kind of take some time off if you needed, which was really good for the students like me that were kind of struggling with like mental health problems at the time. And uh, school can be a lot, as I'm sure you know. So it was really good to just kind of be able to take a break whenever I needed to. Nice. So you did um, elementary school just at like a regular elementary, elementary school for like five, six, seven, and eight? And then you went to this high school? Oh, I went to a middle school for gifted kids, oh. which was interesting. And how were you, how did you end up there? Like, were you sort of said, like, was it said that you were gifted when you were in Atlanta still? Or did that testing and stuff happen when you moved here? Oh, it happened when I was in kindergarten. But then when I moved here, um, I had to take the test over again. So I took it in grade five. And then I went to a middle school that was half gifted, half not. And there was kind of like a turf war between the gifted kids and the non-gifted kids. They would call us gifties, like <laughs> as if it was like a derogatory term. But um, after that, I went to Etobicoke School of the Arts for two years uh, as a oh, Is drama. that middle? middle oh, school? no, it's high school. Oh, hi. okay. I so what, sorry, I just want, I always like need to have like a time frame okay. for myself. So th- what is that, grade nine and ten? Uh, yes. Okay. And then halfway through that, I was just not having as easy of a time, I guess. So I uh, left and I went to a school with 20 people in it. That's pretty dope. <laughs> it was. I, I actually loved it so much that I stayed for a fifth year, even though I didn't need to. Like I, oh, wow. like I got all my credits halfway through my fifth year and I still stayed a different semester because I was just like, it's kind of a scary jump from high school to university. And I wasn't really ready for it, I don't think. But eventually I kind of didn't have a choice. Mm-hmm. So then I went to Humber for fashion arts and business, which is where I am now. Nice. Oh, yeah, I keep forgetting that you're in school still. Yeah. It's insane. Um, 
And then, okay, so just bringing you back to your, like, school journey, you Mm -hmm. mentioned, you touched on, like, you were experiencing mental health health issues at the time. Are you comfortable to talk a little bit more about that, or do you want to just skip over it? Yeah, no, totally. I talk about it in, like, every interview that I do. I'm I'm an open book. Okay. So, yeah, what, want to tell me what happened? Well, when I was about 11 years old, I started experiencing symptoms of depression, but I didn't know what it was because I was 11. Mm -hmm. Uh, I just knew that there was something off with me. I didn't really get it. Um, and I started seeing a therapist and then I kind of, uh, started like, not shopping around, but kind of like approaching her with certain things. Like I would say, Hey, I think I might have this. And we would go through like a checklist and she'd be like, you don't have this. And I'd be like, okay, well I'll find it someday. And then when I was 14, I, uh, heard about borderline personality disorder and I said, hey, I might fit the bill for this. So I um, went to my therapist and she told me that technically you're not allowed to be diagnosed with BPD until you're an adult because your personality is still, still forming. Yeah. But I pretty much checked every box. So they gave me emerging traits of BPD, which pretty much means we can't say you have it, but you have it. Um, And that was really kind of a freeing thing for me to find out because it's kind of like once you get a diagnosis, that's like half the journey. Mm -hmm. And then the rest of it is just figuring out how to live your life with this disorder. And I uh, had not such a successful time during my high school, unfortunately. I was very manic often um, and I was unmedicated and I was just like mentally not well. And um, that kind of unfortunately gave me a bit of a reputation for being a little unhinged, like the way that I would treat people or like certain things I would do were just like not normal. And I kind of became like, in my opinion, the subject of like some cruel kind of talk and like gossip. And that really wasn't helping me at the time. So I ended up leaving that school because I really just felt like I had destroyed like my reputation and I couldn't handle like being in class and feeling like everybody was like whispering about me Mm -hmm. and even if some of that was in my head a lot of it was still happening um that like the like attitude at the school that I went to with all the kids was very like detached and kind of heartless so I figured I would go to a school that was better suited to deal with people that were having mental health issues Amazing. That's a cool. Congratulations for sort of like coming out the other side. I know it's like a life journey, but oh, yeah. um, at least two, you were able to, you know, move schools and like make a decision that, you know, helped you better because I know a lot of people and I, I forget this, you're almost 10 years younger than me, which is like <laughs> yeah. a full decade. And like when I was in high school, mm-hmm. there like those options didn't exist. It was like, suck it up and move on, like mm-hmm. figure it out or you're going to get left behind. And like, like if you're the type of personality that works with that then like it can be good because it forces you to push forward and like move on but if that's not your personality then like you you're really at the subject of being fucked because Mm -hmm. you don't have the resources or the options so like thank god too that you know we're at a time now where it's being talked about more Mm -hmm. because you know you were able to do that and then that's so amazing that you wanted to stay an extra year because you you went from like hating your high school experience like loving it so much that's amazing yeah I do consider myself very privileged in the sense that like I was able to kind of get a grasp on these things from a very young age whereas there are people my age that are just now getting a diagnosis and like are at the very beginning of that so I feel like I definitely wouldn't be able to be doing as much as I am now if I hadn't kind of been able to 
get a hold on all of those issues. Um, and it especially sucked at the school that I went to before I left. Um, there were a lot of students who kind of had similar breakdown issues. And I will admit that I may have like entertained some of the like talk and gossip about it. And then it happened to me. Mm-hmm. So I was just like, oh crap, I guess this could happen to anyone. And that really opens your eyes when you may not be treating people the best. And then basically what goes around comes around. And then it kind of puts you in your place and you kind of have to grow up. Like, I don't really think you have a choice in that situation. Like, it's like, it's like adapt or die. Literally. Grow up. Like, get yeah. over it. So I'm very happy that I've gone through all of that already. Because, oh my God. That's the thing, right? <laughs> it's exactly, it's such a blessing. Like, at the time when you're young and you're going through things, you're like, oh my God, this sucks. But then now, like you said, you're 20 and like, you might be further along than some of your other peers that are also 20 years old. Yeah, which I'm is, very lucky in that regard. And so that, I like the way that you look at that because, like, I, I consider it, like, I look at, you know, my life like that too mm-hmm. um, and because it, it's helpful and then you can only move forward and become better and it's just, it all works out. Exactly. Um, cool. Well, thank you for telling me that story. Um, right. So you, okay, so I'm, like, going back to our timeline here. You were at your school um and then you stayed an extra year so at this point when you're leaving high school are you 18 or are you 19 oh my god my memory is so bad Um, and it was only like two years ago dude i know i think i was 18 yeah what was it last year oh no it was two years ago then you were 18 my birthday's in the summer it's august 30th so it's like right before school starts it was right before oh like right before okay that's trippy um okay cool so then you left at 18 and then did you like right away know that you were like I'm definitely going to school for fashion or how did that whole thing come into play well I I actually just summed this up in a written interview so I know exactly what to say but um (laughs) when I was really struggling with mental health I didn't really see myself living for a very long time like when I was 13 I kind of like, made a suicide pact with myself. I said, like, I don't want to be alive, but I'm so young. I have to experience something, so I'll give myself 10 years. And then I got older, and I got closer to 23, and I got better, and now that thought absolutely terrifies me because I'm almost 21, mm-hmm. um, and I'm going to live forever, by the way. Yeah, that's <laughs> good. I'm like, that terrifies me, too. Yeah. so much going for you. So I never really allowed myself to kind of daydream about the future or give myself any plans because I just wasn't thinking about it. I was thinking about getting through the day-to-day. I, I wasn't really thinking about what I would do with my life. And then one day when I was in high school, someone asked me what I wanted to go to post-secondary for and like I my mouth kind of got ahead of my brain and said fashion and then once it came out of my mouth it was one of those like aha moments it was like oh shit yeah I I do do want to go to school for fashion yeah and at the time did you did you just know that you wanted to be around fashion or did you know that you wanted to like design or style or this or that like did you have a specific outlook or sorry um like avenue I've actually changed that a lot like I um I mean I had to definitely learn about how much there is to do in the industry and I'm still kind of learning that now but um I wanted to be like a visual merchandiser for a bit which is where you kind of make like displays and windows and whatnot but um I also kind of wanted to be more in the spotlight myself so I thought I wanted to be a journalist for a bit. I actually write for a magazine called Infuse that's through my school, which is very fun. Nice. But it doesn't really satiate all my creativity 
needs, which is why I do so much in terms of like, I do modeling, I do makeup art, I do styling, I do fashion journalism, like I do creative directing sometimes, like I make my own jewelry. I kind of just do everything. I think you also get ready yourself every day, which is art do, in itself yeah. and fashion in itself. It takes about an hour, yeah. That's it? It takes me an hour. Oh, I mean, sometimes it takes me months, like, to plan outfits. Like, I've had a couple outfits in the works at the moment. I just knew that I needed, like, a pair of white go-go boots. So I had to save up for a couple months to get them. And then I have a white hat, and I painted some goggles white. Like, I just... I just have these like ideas for like parts of an outfit and then eventually when I get all the pieces together it kind of comes together. So when you wake up in the morning you know like this is what I'm going to wear so you're it's like you're planned. Sometimes I plan them like days in advance but I don't really know when I'm going to wear them. I just think like oh this would look good with this. Like as I'm trying to fall asleep my brain's just like what's in my wardrobe that matches. That is exactly That's what you do? when my outfits come to me too. It's yes. like I'm just about to fall asleep and I'm like god damn it I want to sleep. I'm so tired. Yeah. But I'm like Ooh, do I still have that shirt right now? Do I still have that dress? Do I still have this? Like, yeah. I've sometimes gotten up out of bed to go and check because <laughs> I'm like, okay, this is gonna look so dope with this, and because so you're cool. gonna forget it if you don't like yeah. write it down or like pull or like, it out or yeah. something. But um, like every time that I'm buying a new piece for my wardrobe, I think like, okay, what do I have already that would go with this? Like, what could I wear this with? And it's just fun. It's like playing dress up. Yeah, know? but just for your life. <laughs> So yeah, okay, so like you said, you kind of, so you you said to yourself, I want to do fashion, and so then, like, there's, a, I know there's a few different fashion programs at Humber. Did you do, like, fashion business? Did you do fashion design? Like, which um, program are you in? Oh, I really wanted to go to Ryerson for fashion management, because um, I was never really into, like, I like to design, but I could never really continuously, like, keep up with the pace of designing, I don't think. Also, I hate sewing. Mm-hmm. Like, I hate physically sewing. I always try to find a shortcut, and you can't when you're sewing, or else it looks like garbage. So I uh, wanted to go to Ryerson for fashion management. I made a portfolio for the first time. It was a very amateur portfolio, but it was my first time, and I went to drop it off in the office, and the girl in front of me dropped hers, and it spilled out on the floor like a fan, and I just took one look, and I said, I'm not getting in. Like, I just- <laughs> new it was so well done and mine was just like hastily like crafted together like there was glue in the corner um so I didn't get in for that but I um I'm pretty happy that I actually went to Humber because uh, I would have never been a part of the magazine if I wasn't I think it's a really good fit for me which is good it's very fun and it's good to like what you do especially in terms of school because mm-hmm. I don't feel like I'm dragging myself out of bed to go to class. Like, I actually That's get good. to do things that I'm interested in. That's good, I think yeah. that answers your question. We had totally, a little, yeah. A little and there. No, 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 it's good. <laughs> and, um, like, not to get cheesy, but I'm, like, such a believer in, like, when a door shuts, it's really just a redirect in the way that you should be going you know what yeah. I mean so that's probably exact and you live closer to Humber too oh yeah I didn't have to move out so that's good I live with that's my parents good. but yeah so currently yeah no, hello you're 20 I was there shout too. out to my mom <laughs> Susan. thanks Astrid's mom yeah thank you for birthing me <laughs> okay cool so um you're going into what your third year um, well, my program is technically a two-year program. Oh, that's right, because it's college. Yeah, but um, I still kind of struggle with, like, ADHD. So due to my IEP, I am able to do less courses than I normally would have to. Like, I do about three or four when I'm supposed to be doing, like, six or seven. But that's just because if I was doing a full course load, there's absolutely no way that I'd be able to 
do any of it. I would probably just shut down. It's I don't know how lot. anyone does six or seven courses. And also, like, most people have to work, too. Yeah. So it's like, how do you do well, that? Well, technically, for this program, you're supposed to power through for four semesters, which I think is less than two years. But you're supposed to do it, like, through the summer as well. And it will be a very cold day in hell when I am going to school during the summer. Mm. Like, I absolutely refuse. There is no way. You can't make me do that. I'm sorry. I need to enjoy my summer. Yeah. Like, I, and I also uh, have a lot going on in my career. So it's been a bit difficult to kind of try to juggle the career and the school. Like, I have to tone down the opportunities a bit when I'm in school which I absolutely hate and resent so it's kind of hard to focus on that yeah but um I'm kind of just taking my time with it and as my program coordinator said like it's not a rush like no they're not going to kick you out after a certain amount of time so exactly I'm not in too much of a rush I'm still kind of just trying to figure out like what I'm going to do with the rest of my life yeah so I'm just kind of taking it slow I'm enjoying where I'm at now I'm having a lot of fun Good. my life in And sorry, what program did you say you're in again? Fashion? Fashion, arts, and business. Oh, okay. So, so what are you going to graduate with? A diploma in fashion, arts, and business? Yes. Okay. And then I could go on to uh, go to, to the Lakeshore campus for like a bachelor's. Or I could do a cosmetics program that's a year. Or I could go to Ryerson and do what I wanted to do originally. I really don't know yet. Mm. That's probably why I'm not so like... In a rush, because I still have no clue what I'm going to do. Yeah. I'm just kind of hoping that uh, it kind of, that it, it that the path that I'm supposed to take kind of shows itself, because right now I'm just like, oh, I have a lot I could do. Um, not in a rush to make any huge decisions, though. Mm-hmm. We'll see what happens. I would like to travel eventually. Like, I don't want to live and die in Toronto, um, but currently i don't have any money either so we'll see what what happens with that yeah totally (laughs) trying to save up i guess nice um okay and then let's let's talk about some of the career opportunities that are coming your way because you said um there's a lot happening so Mm -hmm. start with one give me the details (laughs) it always seems like there's a lot happening for me like uh, i only started kind of being a fashion person at Fashion Art Toronto 2018. Like, that was my first event that I ever went out to. Like, yeah, and I know you're really involved with them, too. Yeah. So how did you get involved with them? I don't even remember. Um, <laughs> I guess they were impressed with me when they met me. Um, and for the most recent Fashion Art Toronto, I got to walk the runway for the first time ever, which oh, nice. was incredible. Like, this last year for me has kind of just been firsts. Like, I had my first professional photo shoot with a photographer in March of 2018 and then in October of that year I was on the cover of like a physical magazine that's amazing which was incredible what what magazine again Glamoria is it Toronto based I think so it's (laughs) very like artistic it's like uh, like photographers kind of do like shoots based on a certain theme and then submit like there's not a lot of text but um, I was, I got on what the What was cover. your theme? That's amazing. Congrats. The theme for, for that month, it was the dress up issue. And I just looked how I normally do. So <laughs> it fit. But uh, I had like a later hosen on. Like I was really like, I do all, all my own styling and makeup usually for my shoots. Um, so it's been fun to kind of like document my wardrobe in terms of that and kind of just build off of what I'm wearing and what I kind of want to show. I have a lot of clothes but um oh my god just like so many milestones like I saw my face on a movie screen I was part of a documentary in January 
uh, last summer. What's the documentary called? It's called Kids These Days. It was a oh. Humber student film, but it premiered at the uh, Hot Docs Ted Rogers Cinema. Oh, nice. That's so huge. I saw my name like in the credits on a big screen. I just burst into tears. <laughs> um, I did a couple campaigns for a internet store called Coco Pie. So I saw my face on a website, which was pretty cool. Um, like, as I said, it was my first time walking. Like, I was just what in a... What fashion show was that? For fat? Yeah. Um, I walked for Stevie Crown, and I walked for Quality Control. And then I was part of a performance by Maison Chardon. And in all of these, uh, I was wearing an amount of clothing that I had not formerly worn in front of a huge audience. Like, uh, for Stevie Crown, like, it was kind of like a mini skirt. You could see, like, the bottom of my butt. And for quality <laughs> control, I was wearing, like, a see-through thing. And um, it was the first time that I had ever, like, worn that amount of clothing in public. So it was kind of liberating in a sense, but it was also just like, oh, my God, don't look at me. Like, scary, like, yeah. like my mom's here. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. But, um, yeah, no, I mean, it's been, like, the moment that I walked out onto the runway, like, I may or may not have blacked out a little bit because it's just such a huge thing. But, um I will never forget the feeling that I had after I had finished walking. It was like I was a child and I had just walked into a candy store. Like, I felt like something click. Like, I was like, this is what I want to do for the rest of my life. It's like, it's exhilarating. Like, it's thrilling. Like, it's like I felt alive. I don't know how to describe it. It was truly a life-changing experience. And now I just try to walk wherever I can. It's amazing. And also, it forced you to be in the moment too, right? Oh, exactly. Yeah. Like absolutely terrifying. But it's so fun. I, I'm a staunch believer, like, no matter if I'm doing a photo shoot or if I'm doing a runway show or if I'm doing makeup or styling or modeling, I believe that uh, we're all just making art together. And I think everyone's role is as vital as everyone else's to kind of mm -hmm. create the art. Uh, which is why I have mad respect for the fashion weeks that we have here in Toronto. I think we're so lucky to have so many of them. And um, I think it's everybody's kind of responsibility to kind of bring their best to create the best kind of content mm -hmm. that they could. It's very fun, too. Yeah, no, totally. Um, cool. Okay, so I want to I don't want to say like where are you like where do you see yourself in your future because uh -huh. I know you're like sort of scattered, but from the sounds of it, it uh I didn't mean scattered in a bad way by the way. Oh, I no, just don't mean worry. like 20s, I don't right? Mean. Yep. <laughs> um uh so weird like it sounds like you loved modeling, mm -hmm. um but where are you sort of actively uh, building in the industry like what are the gigs if you got like a makeup gig a styling gig a modeling gig and a creative direction gig mm -hmm. uh, all for the same day at the same time and like you only have to pick one like which one are you picking I'd have to say modeling honestly uh, even though the other ones tend to be more like physically creative um, it's just I so much fun <laughs> modeling yeah it's just uh, it's it's kind of like my favorite hobby but um, I do re really like to dabble in all of them. Like, I know that it's like a gun to my head and I have to pick. But if I had a choice, I would just do all of it. Yeah. <laughs> Which is why I love creative direction, because it is kind of like doing all of it. Yeah, it's true. Like, you kind of have the freedom to kind of just do whatever you want. Mm -hmm. Like, I would definitely ca cast myself in any photo shoots that I would want to do. <laughs> but, yeah. Don't make me choose, my God. <laughs> well, I just did, and you picked modeling. I did, I did. <laughs> no, I didn't. don't regret it. Um, cool. So is that sort of what you... Are you and are you with an agency? I'm with Icon, yeah. Um, and as, like, 
a runway model print or hmm. how does it work there? Is it like- uh, they signed me for commercial actually. Um, I just want to have a disclaimer and say I'm very appreciative of all that Icon has done for me. But when I did sign with them, they did look at me. Uh, my height, I'm 5'7". Normally for runway, the standard is 5'9". So yeah. they did tell me, you will never do runway. Uh, and then two months later, I walked on the runway. So that was pretty <laughs> good. It was like, but was that through Icon, though? Or was it yeah. through Fat Directly? Oh, it, it was. was. Oh, no, 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 no. The walking was through Fat Directly. Um I do feel like Icon started to kind of... I think this is the same with any agency. They started to take me a little more seriously once they saw that I was able to get gigs. Like, they mm-hmm. saw me walk at Urbani Tea, and they sent me an email. They were like, hey, was 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 that you? And I was like, yep. And they're like, oh, send us the pictures. And then uh, that picture that I sent them was the first picture they ever posted of me on their Instagram. Mm. So then I started getting emails. Interesting. And I think you kind of... I think it's the same with any industry. I think... Like or with any agency, you have to kind of prove yourself yeah. as someone who's marketable and who like has the drive and the talent, like and who doesn't yeah. need them clearly. Like, ha ha. Well, um, I, I shouldn't say, <laughs> them, but like, but like you can get. Yeah, like, I know what you mean. That's interesting. Like, uh, like I don't want to like disparage someone's dreams, but like everybody does kind of think that they're a model now, especially with what social media is. So I think you kind of have to, like, establish yourself, like, separate yourself from the pack, like, Mm -hmm. prove yourself as someone who, like, actually has the drive to do it as opposed to just, like, wanting to do it. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. I hope I don't sound like an asshole, but... (laughs) No, but it's just things are, like you said, like, it's just not that way anymore. Like, maybe even 20 years ago, you could just, or, you know, and before that, you could just sign up with an agency and then that was Mm -hmm. it they would just get your work for you and you didn't have to do anything because like just to even get to the agency was like impossible but now that everything is so accessible yeah you have no you have to prove yourself because otherwise like literally there'd just be an abundance of people and models and stuff and I will say I did it wasn't as easy for me to sign with Icon I did get turned down by like a couple agencies and it did get to the point where I was a little discouraged and I I thought like oh well you know like I'm not the skinniest person I'm not like the tallest person but I think I bring something to the table um especially with like my dedication to the quality of my work and um, I was kind of happy that, like, Icon gave me a Hail Mary and basically said, okay, like, there's there's something about you. Like, we'll sign you because you, you got something. And I yeah, was like, well, thank it. you. <laughs> like, jeez, <laughs> I just got rejected from a ton of agencies. I was, I was really nervous that I would never get one. I mean, you don't need one. Like, a lot of my friends are very successful and they don't have an agency. Yeah. But... It's it's still nice to. It just broadens your horizons. It. Yeah, like they have contacts um, and stuff. They just booked me for a Hakeem Optical commercial, hey. back to school campaign coming to a TV near you. <laughs> no one watches TV anymore. If it was like a Netflix ad, it would be a lot more exciting. <laughs> but if your parents are watching TV and you're in the room, look out for me. Look, at, yeah, that's hilarious. Yeah. I'm excited about that. Congrats. Thank you. Um, so, yeah, that's so interesting, eh, that you had to kind of, like, you know, prove yourself on your own and whatnot. And um, the other thing I was just thinking as you were telling me the story was the day is coming. Like, we're already breaking down barriers barriers for, like, plus size and, you know, mm-hmm. width and, like, horizontal sizing. Um, the vertical sizing is coming. Like, yeah. I in high fashion – they're probably always going to maybe stick to their like classic silhouette, like mm-hmm. five, nine and higher. And in Europe, it's six feet. Like you can't even have Jesus. your, your height start with a five. Yeah. Um, 
so they're lenient here because there's like not I feel like there's just more tall women in Europe I'm very passionate about this topic like, like size I, and size. Yeah. I get fired up. The day is coming. It's only a matter of time. Yeah. Like that they're going to have to be like, okay, you know. I think one big factor with that is the death of Lagerfeld. Yeah. I think a lot of his ideas deserve to die with him. Like, um. He was really old school and he grew yeah. up in an old world. And I think now we can like eclipse kind of that period and there's more of a room. Like that's why I love the fashion weeks in Toronto, like especially fat because you can be any size, any gender, any like color, shape. It's about your walk, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's about your craft. I would, I would say most of them are like that. Not all, but yes. most of them. Most of what? The fashion weeks in Toronto. Oh yeah, okay. Maybe <laughs> not all, but I mean, like, there's just more. Yeah, that's no, what I mean. 100%. Like, like every year, there's more. Like actually, um, I'm going to be a part of a really exciting project called The Ultimate Fashion Battle. Oh, yeah. Tell me um, about that. It's run by Adam Quang. I think I'm saying that right. Um, and he is a designer who is known for coming to events in, like, an outfit made of, like, toilet paper or, like, trash oh. bags. Like, he's very creative and innovative. And um, he's got kind of quite an all-star studded lineup of judges, um, like the director of Fashion Art T- Toronto, Vanya, J.J. Kings, who's, like, a supermodel, basically. Amazing. Um, Claudia Capalbo, who's my (laughs) professor. Oh, my God, that makes so much sense. I guess she teaches your... Yeah, I guess she does teach your program. Yeah, she eh? taught me a class. I forgot the name of it. I did not do well in it. It was about fabrics. But I I, I liked her. She made it fun. She's cool, yeah. But um, I'm being the model mentor, which means, like, all the models that audition... Um, I guess I'm just going to kind of like give them advice on how to walk. And I think that's very high praise considering I literally just walked for the first time three months ago. Nice. And now I'm trusted with such a big like task and I think it's pretty awesome. I don't want to toot my own horn too much, but toot um, away. I'm excited. Yeah. I mean, so, but what is the event though? So it's, there's a, a couple different categories. Like there's, it's basically like competitions in front of a live audience. Like uh, recently, we just had an event called Fashion Shoot Extravaganza. Did you go to that? I can't remember if I did or not. I think I was like scheduled to go, yeah. and then I don't even know if I ended up showing up or not. When I get to events, I'm like, "What is this called?" I'm yeah, so bad for that. I'm just here for the drinks. But um, it was um, kind of like a live photo shoot. Oh, I did go yeah, to that. Yeah, that was fun. At Daniel's... Spectrum, yeah. Uh, yeah, 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 and I did. That was, like, kind of the first of its kind. Mm-hmm. And I think this is going to be something that's kind of, like, the first of its kind as well. It's just, like, a modeling competition. There's a styling competition aspect. There's a designing competition aspect. And it's all uh, happening art. on the same day in the same yes, facility. the same night, yeah. Oh. So it's kind of like, I don't know if you, like, ever danced or did activities growing up, but, like, it sounds like a dance competition or, like, a martial arts competition or something. I am like- not flexible at all, so I've <laughs> never danced, but, yeah, I think so. And um, it's going to, like, I just think Toronto, this, like, this industry is such a awesome place because people can literally just want to create something like that and they have all the resources and like all of the judges that he asked were so gung-ho about just like being a part of it like we all really support each other and whenever I go to an event I feel like I'm just going out with my friends for a night like I know a lot of people there like I say hi to everybody everybody's nice it's it doesn't really have, like, a stuffy air to it. Most of them don't, at least. Mm-hmm. And um, I think it's kind of an awesome place to be able to kind of flex your stuff and just kind of make 
connections and just friendships as well. I really love the t- Toronto in- fashion industry scene. Nice, yeah. It is, like, we all are, like, a little group kind of, too, yeah. right? Like, you always see, not that you always see the same people, but, like, you see majority, like, you know, you have your contacts and your friends that you see at, like, yeah. like I, I can go to an event and, like, I know kind of, like, more or less who's going to be there yeah. of, like, my friends, and then you meet new people, too, and Yeah, like, great. it wasn't too clicky for me to break into it either, but I also am, like, a little, sometimes I'm, like, delusionally confident and, like, extroverted to an extreme, so maybe it is a little clicky, I just don't know. no. <laughs> But I mean, but you're not like, I feel like you don't, we won't really attract those people. Right. Cause you yeah. are, um, extroverted and confident. Like there's nothing there's That's great. Like, why not yeah. just do it? And then, you know, exactly. So people kind of give you a chance as opposed to just being like, we're the cool kids. Yeah. You can't sit with us. Exactly. Like, go home. You know, yeah. it's more like welcoming than that. I think it's awesome. Amazing. So you have the judging coming up and the mentoring and you have school and you have so much going on. Oh, you're yeah. very busy. I'm on a podcast uh, like, right now. Yeah. That's pretty man. cool. <laughs> Never done that before. Check that off the list. Amazing. Oh, yeah. Well, congratulations on everything, and thank you for telling me uh, your story. I learned. Thank you. I learned a lot about it. I love doing this because I learn a lot about even people that I know already. I still learn yeah. a lot about their story. Um, okay, so before we go, I want to ask you about your favorite footwear, and um, it's the sneakers that you brought today. Why do you yes. love them? Um, these are probably the first pair of shoes that I actually cared about. Um, remember that health goth phase, like, a couple years ago? Like, the sportswear kind of goth look? I don't know if I do. I was very big into that kind of subculture thing, and, uh, my all-black Harachis were kind of, like... The friend group that I had at the time, these were, like, the most coveted shoe. So, um... I kind of, like, I wanted to, like, impress them, I guess, so I got these for my birthday, and they're pretty cool, I would say, especially in the design. Like, I really like things that are very, like, edgy and kind of futuristic, too, kind of like a Rick Owens kind of vibe to it. Um, I really like dramatic kind of silhouettes in everything I wear, Um, and these shoes kind of fit the bill on that for me. They're also super comfortable. And I, that, they're probably the trendiest shoes that I own. I normally wear, like, cowboy boots or brothel <laughs> creepers or something. But uh, these are definitely... These were very important to me. They're the first pair of shoes that I actually gave a damn about. Like, normally I would just wear whatever. Yeah. And then I was probably 16 when I got these. And it was kind of like my foray like into that whole genre of futuristic, kind of dark, gothic fashion that we all adore so much. Nice. So I'm very honored to have these on my feet. Thank you, Grandma, Aww, for buying these for me. My Nana bought them so for nice. me. Uh, um, okay, and one piece of advice to someone who might be walking a similar path to you. Um, yeesh. Let's think about that. Um, I would say it gets easier with practice to put yourself out there. Um, the more that you do it, the more comfortable you will get. Uh, I would say I know it's very tempting to kind of pretend to be something that you're not, like, especially if if you feel pressure from certain groups of people, like if you want to fit in or you want to prove yourself, you kind of get pressure to put on a bit of an attitude that's not yours. But I would say it's a lot more rewarding in the long run for yourself if you just unapologetically stay true to who you are like in every aspect of what you do. And then people will actually respect you more for your craft if you kind of have like like 
if you bring a flair of your personality to everything you do, it makes you stand out more. So why wouldn't you? Like, there's only one you. Own it. Hey, that's literally, like, perfectly said. I love Hell that. Hell yeah. Um, okay, guys, that's it for this episode. And uh, obviously, thank you very, very much for listening. Yes. You can follow Astrid on Instagram. I'm going to kill her for this name, but it's okay. Um, so it's at said. It's at Sedvik. Okay, so it's S-E-D-G-V-V-I-C-K. Oh, yes. You could have made it harder, Astrid, but you... No, I'm just kidding. So you guys can follow her on there. It's going to be in the show notes, too, so you guys can obviously check those out and follow her. Um, Of course, you can follow the podcast on... um, Or, sorry, at Coming Up In My Sneakers. And uh, if you guys are listening... Oh, my God, I can't even speak. If you guys are listening on Apple Podcasts, if you liked this episode and if you liked the previous episodes that you've had a chance to listen to, please give this podcast a five-star review. If you have five seconds, I would super appreciate it. Do it. That's it for this episode. (laughs) We will chat next week. Have a great week, guys. And don't get caught wearing dirty sneakers.